didgeridoo means it's time for the Australian News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McHaren from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, 12th of November, 2000. Oh, no. What's the matter, mate? Oh, I feel a strange disturbance in the force, Steve. It's like a thousand aviation journalists crying out in shock and horror. I fear something terrible has taken place. <laughs> Do tell, Grant. Do you think they've been reading The Australian this week in this article uh, penned by Steve Creedy that says, Qantas pilots back Joyce? What? Qantas pilots backing Joyce? Say it isn't so, Steve. That would take a thousand spin doctors with more firepower than, well, even Qantas's PI department has to offer. Well, I can tell you, mate, it's all here in black and white on my screen. Well, actually, black, blue, green and white if you really want to be technical. But uh, this article here in The Australian by Steve Creedy says Qantas pilots have backed Chief Executive Alan Joyce's refusal to pay up front for Brisbane Airport's $1.3 billion new runway, saying the model of pre-funding the project is unfair. Yeah, I can see how they might agree on that because it is a bit of a silly proposal, but it, I, I guess it's not quite at the ice skates and hell stage for this agreement, is it? Well, no, it's not, Grant. But, uh, gee, uh, I tell you what, the, in all the years we've been doing the Ausdesk, uh, that's not something that we've uh, really said. There's usually such disagreement between the two parties, but uh, not in this case. Grant, what's going on with Brisbane's new runway? Well, mate, Brisbane needs to put together a new runway and uh, they need the money to make it happen. But rather than doing what many other airports do and go out and get loans and you know pay them off over time, they actually want to uh, take in all the money up front and then once there's enough money for it, start the $1.3 billion new runway. But uh, Alan Joyce is not having a bar of that. He says, quote, we'll pay the appropriate charges for the services that we get in the airport, but any charges that go above and beyond that, we will not be paying. I wonder if Qantas's passengers think the same way, because I really like how uh, Joyce has likened the airport's move to uh, Qantas uh, turning around asking passengers flying today on a Boeing 767 to pay an increased fare so that in the future they'll be able to ride on a 787. Oh, mate, I'm sure he'd love that. I know, it's it's kind of scary, mate, because uh, that could be that they're taking a leaf out of uh, Joyce's playbook, don't you think? I'm sure if uh, Alan Joyce was running the Brisbane Airport Corporation, he'd be going after that sort of deal rather aggressively. Well, speaking of going after things aggressively, Qantas are continuing on with their uh, engineering job culling. Uh, as you may remember, way back in uh, episode 199, when Dan Webb was still around in the end of May 2012, we reported on the fact that uh, Qantas were announcing that they will be closing down their maintenance centre at Tullamarine and eventually at Avalon as well. Well, that eventually has come and they're cutting up to 400 engineering jobs in both Sydney and Avalon as uh, Avalon's basically being reduced to a bare minimum and once the 747s are no longer flying it'll be gone entirely. Here's a rather extended report from ABC News. Qantas says it's the next phase in its efforts to remain competitive in a global market but workers at Avalon's heavy maintenance base west of Melbourne see it differently. We, we spend uh, a whole career in training and getting to the levels that we get to and you kind of feel like you get thrown onto the scrap heap. 263 contractors and Qantas staff at Avalon will go next year. The unions believe it could be the death knell for the base. In Sydney, up to 200 line maintenance engineers will go, with Qantas citing overstaffing. The rationale behind the restructure lies with newer aircraft, like the Airbus 330, needing less maintenance. But the Aircraft Engineers Association says safety is being compromised. We've had uh, parts left off aircraft, we've had uh, things have, haven't been connected properly, we've had mandatory inspections not carried out. What we're responding to here, here to really is just a reduction in workload uh, and frankly having people sitting around doing nothing has got nothing to do with safety. 120 new positions will be created in Brisbane for those workers willing to vie for jobs elsewhere. 
Now, uh, the two uh, spokespeople you uh, heard talking there, the first of those was Steve Pervinus, and uh, you, you can certainly hear uh, his views on uh, what's going on at Qantas if you listen back to uh, several episodes of uh, Playing Crazy Down Under where we've had him on talking about that. And, you know, let's face it, we've reported a lot of uh, safety glitches over the last four years we've been doing this show uh, to do with Qantas aircraft. And Steve Pervinus has always gone with the line of thought that uh, this is because Qantas is cutting back on maintenance. On the other side of that, the other voice you heard there was Lyle Stromby. He's one of the uh, the big wigs there at Qantas. Not a name you always hear. It's usually Alan Joyce that uh, gets the limelight here, but uh, he's stepping back and uh, he's he's taking the line, as you heard there, that uh, well, we just don't have the work for these people. So uh, where does it all go? I mean, it seems like we've been talking about this for a long time, Grant. Yeah, well, they talk, they've been talking about new aircraft coming on that don't need as much maintenance and things like that, the A380, the A330. Of course, they're referring to the 787 as well, but despite the fact that it's not really coming online at the moment, a lot of the heavy, heavy maintenance is being outsourced overseas. The newer 737s and a 320 also don't need as much uh, work to maintain as what they're saying. And it's pretty tragic in a way. I, I know some people who were working at Tullamarine in, in Melbourne who have then gone and worked at Avalon um, over the last year or so. And now they've just been given their pink slips and told, sorry, mate, that's it. All over Red Rover. It's either relocate up to Sydney, where guess what? It's all going to happen again pretty soon anyhow, or relocate up to Brisbane. And for a lot of them, they're pretty well entrenched down here with family and friends and things like that. They're not really keen on relocating up north. Here's an interesting uh, line of thought that uh, actually Grant and I were talking about just before we started recording. We're talking there of Lyle Stromby. Now, um, between him and Alan Joyce, they're two people right at the top of Qantas. And it's interesting to note, Grant, that uh, both those two gentlemen were previously uh, right there at the top of uh, Ansett Airlines, which uh, died on uh, September 12 here, 2001. Now, Grant, I have two lines of thought here. Is it that these two people have seen what happens uh, when an airline is perhaps run a similar way to the way ANSET was uh, reported to be running and are determined not to see that happen again? Or is it that just that it's two people that made a lot of mistakes at that airline in the past making the same mistakes again? Just some ideas to put out there. Well, mate, it depends on uh, whether you take the side of the uh, management or whether you take the side of the unions, I'd guess. By the way, Grant, I think uh, sadly for the uh, the people involved here, for uh, many of the workers who do a fantastic job, um, it looks like those jobs are going to go whether we like it or not. And uh, I guess we just have to look at ways of uh, getting those people, uh, you know, employment in the future. Let's hope that that happens for those people uh, sooner rather than later. Indeed, mate. And also that we uh, find a way to make sure there's sufficient apprentices to uh, continue keeping people in the industry in the future. Because even if the big heavy maintenance goes, you're still going to need tasks on the uh, ground here. Aircraft don't uh, conveniently go unserviceable at a heavy maintenance base. There's always something needs to be done. There are some good news stories here and there with uh, maintenance and especially on engines and so on going on in Adelaide with various other groups, uh, subcontracted out to military and some other airlines. But it's not pleasant. As we've been told, Qantas isn't everything, but it's certainly getting all the headlines. Hi, I'm Matt Hall. On December 1st, I'll be sending the Matt Hall Racing Extra 300L down to Turin in Victoria with pilot Dan O'Donnell at the controls for a great day of flying action. This is your chance to experience the thrill and excitement of our adventure joy flights. The Extra is the fastest, most powerful and manoeuvrable two-seat aerobatic aircraft in Australia, which allows you to fly at up to 400 kilometers an hour, roll at 360 degrees per second, and experience up to 8G like I do in the air race. Dan is a current F-18 Hornet pilot and tailors each flight to your individual requirements. From a scenic joy flight right through to racing and air show manoeuvres. Now get in quick to secure your ride. It's the ultimate Christmas present. 
For more information, visit us at madhallracing.com or email us at joyflights at madhallracing.com. Now, uh, Grant, just as we wrap up this week, uh, I can tell you folks, uh, you may not know, but I used to be a firefighter. In fact, I was a firefighter for eight years before I was a, an aviation podcaster, and uh, occasionally I drive trains too, Grant. And uh, I tell you what, uh, that can be described sometimes as a bit of a crappy job. In fact, um, I had to put up with a lot of crap when I was a firefighter. Well, I made a few uh, firefighters up there in New South Wales who were uh, very hard at work trying to put out a fire, uh, found themselves in a bit of poo, actually, uh, with a bit of a water drop that went kind of wrong. Yes, and uh, of course, uh, Americans would be uh, no stranger to uh, you know, aerial water bombing of large bushfires or wildfires, as they call them over there. And that happens here too, here in Australia. Now, up there in Sydney, uh, of course, they do it with a range of different aircraft, generally with helicopters. Sometimes they have fixed-wing aircraft that go down and scoop the water out. But uh, in this case, a uh, helicopter's gone down and found a uh, wonderful uh, spot of water to, uh, you know, fill up his bucket with. Unfortunately, it was actually part of a sewerage plant, those poor firefighters. That's right, mate. He went in, dropped his bucket and uh, refueled from a secondary water treatment zone, dipped in, filled up, came over, dumped it on a fire, uh, all within very close range of a bunch of people who were on the ground working on the fire. Uh, they had to take the firefighters and their equipment and pull them out and decontaminate the lot. They did uh, tests of them on site. They also did tests a few days later. No one's reported any major problems. And honestly, eh, it's problems and you know, no one gets likes getting doused in sewage. But uh, well, there's a lot of other things for a firefighter to worry about as well. Yeah, well, if there's any firefighters listening, uh, I'm sure you can simply with the idea. Try fighting a bushfire with a splash suit on. I don't think I'd want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, I've got to say those uh, firefighters weren't the only ones who uh, were in the crap. Uh, I have to um, announce a mere culpa. And thanks to Errol Cavett, who did correctly point out my incorrect statement, Air New Zealand are still going to Hong Kong, but they're not going onwards from there. Cafe Pacific will then take passengers from Hong Kong on to London and other parts of Europe. Thanks to uh, Errol for uh, sending us that correction in. Really appreciate that, mate. And, uh, of course, the other thing was the uh, you know the infamous birthday incident from last week. Grant, I don't know how we, how you got that wrong. I'm not taking any responsibility for that. Although that, mate, skit, did mate, take mate. Me, that skit did take me two hours to produce. Mate, in my defence, I'm never listening to a colourblind kangaroo again. Now, personally, I blame Max. Max, I told you not to play that until March. Yeah, that, well, that's really going to work, mate. Yeah, well, well, it might not have been Rob Mark's birthday, but uh, during the week, folks, it certainly was Grant McHeron's birthday. Grant, congratulations on yet another anniversary of your 21st. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I tell you what, I'm running out of anniversaries. I'm almost, I've, I've passed 21 anniversaries of my 21st, well and truly. Uh, well, you know, what the heck. Let's go flying. Let's go flying indeed. Until next week, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm still Grant McCarran, and uh, who knows what I'll be wrong for next week. Cheers, folks. Southern Skies. Online Media.